I'm Annalise Seaborn, Certified Life Design Coach, and I'm your host here on Wake Your Dream, a podcast about growth and how the ways that you think and act are what are creating your life. And I'm here joined, as always, by my conversation partner, my husband, Alan. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. Good. Who I'm indicating with my hands. Yeah. You can't see that, but. <laughs> yeah, we kind of, we toyed around for a little bit with the uh, video recording for right. YouTube. And then, so we recorded like eight or mm. 10, the, the last eight or 10 sessions. Pro- or More like four. Really? Four or five. Oh, yeah, okay. I know. It well, felt It felt, felt like, like more. a ton. Uh, <laughs> I know. And then we realized like, oh, we have these files, but we're not sure we're like, yeah, we haven't really prepared right. to do the YouTube jump yet. Right. So we're like, oh, maybe we'll start recording again in the future. But and I kind of talk with my hands anyway, but true. I think I sort of stopped a little bit while we were just recording when we were starting the podcast out. And then when we were doing videos again, I was like, or when we were doing videos, I was kind of like, oh, right. I need to be, you know, this makes sense. So now I'm like doing it still, but yeah, that can just be, um, in your imagination as a listener. It's going to have to be, (laughs) um, also (laughs) we have, I don't know that this is going to make any difference on the listening end, but we ended up buying some new mic stands, uh, we yeah, we have been exciting. yeah like uh, our setup right now <laughs> i'm so much more comfortable sitting right here yeah that's and good. the mic is pointed like right at like my face actual level that it's supposed to be so before we <laughs> just used the little ones that came with the mics and they were little like maybe desktop tripods that don't even yeah. they don't extend or yeah. like retract they were honestly all. probably like eight inches tall if that so we we started stacking books in front of each of ourselves yeah so that we would have to lean less but we were still leaning in and like i don't know (laughs) why i thought i thought of solutions before a new mic stand i thought like oh we should get better chairs and that will solve the problem yeah and then i thought there was one of those weird little uh digital beeps just in my headphones Hmm. i don't know if that's going to be on the recording or not but we'll find out if it is sorry (laughs) i don't have a clue what it was um yeah anyway so thought about new chairs yeah thought about creating a higher better stack of books to put the mics on higher better stack and then finally like (laughs) a couple weeks ago i was like what Wait, are we doing here? Why don't we look at mic stands? <laughs> and so we have some. Yeah. So I don't know if the audio is going to sound like uh, more consistently. Yeah. Like similar quality because we just have the mics right in front of our mouths. Or if that will just be something that uh, makes my time editing <laughs> a little experience. bit easier or yeah. my sitting time easier. But either way, uh, if you notice a difference, that could be why. We're not contorting ourselves anymore. <laughs> I I do kind of slouch a little bit, like yeah. just naturally. So I'm trying to get used to like better posture sure. for this thing. But this it's mic definitely stand is better. Making you sit upright. It's definitely better. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So yeah. So it's the first one that we're recording in 2024, and I was like experiencing my voice after going through my sort of like annual being run down after Christmas. Yeah, we kind both of typically situation. get sick for a little bit. 
yeah. right after all the Christmas stuff. Totally. Which makes sense, right? Like you're on for a long time, like um, in a lot of different areas of your life too. And you're just spending a lot of energy during the holidays. So anyways, I was just like, okay, I guess this is my winter voice. So yeah, cause here we, we didn't are. record last week. Right. I was we like, plan to, yeah. cause you didn't, you're like, my voice just doesn't sound right. I was like, man, it's and it's a week a later hit. and it's still kind of, so I was like, you maybe know, it's just your winter voice. We'll, you know? uh, we'll roll with it. Yeah. But yeah. So that's where we're at today. Um, yeah, I was looking at the topic for today and just kind of whenever I do these outlines, cause I jot down like kind of a, a simple, I spend like 10 ish minutes or so, like, um, kind of forming an outline for the topic of the day. I don't like to over plan it because it, yeah, it just doesn't feel as natural. I like it to feel really organic. Like, well, what would I say? Like, yeah, like these are, from the gut, these are these legitimate are, conversations we're having. Right. Like I work with these have topics some structure a lot. to it because you're like, I yeah. want to hit this, this, this. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of exciting to do it that way too. Like it makes it feel natural and like really in flow. So um, today is about questions and how we can, you, if we understand why we ask questions and what happens to our brain when we ask more questions, we can really start to use questions as a tool. Um, so we can use questions as a tool when we, like in a lot of situations that we would normally, I don't know, just kind of like find ourselves in a status quo kind of experience where I'm not really getting much further. Uh, what, what makes me keep getting stuck here? Or when I'm just not in a very helpful state of mind. I don't know if those of you who are listening can kind of like place yourself. You know, when you're trying to figure something out or maybe troubleshoot something, whether it's on your own or with somebody, sometimes we get stuck because we're just not asking enough questions. Yeah. Sometimes we're getting stuck because our brain is just behind the scenes, kind of just making like making a, what do I want to say, kind of like a string of assumptions that mm. we're not even questioning. And then asking the questions forces, yeah. you know, forces you to kind of confront like, oh, I was just thinking these five things are like guaranteed running in the background. I can't do anything about any of them. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then you ask a question and go, Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess that one is not as locked into place as I thought it was. Yeah. Oh, maybe the other four aren't either. Right. Exactly. And yeah. I like, even yeah. as you're saying that intro, I had a couple things pop into my mind. Are you good if I go? Okay. Um, so the first thing is I would say if anyone has listened to, you know, I wouldn't say probably every episode, not, no, I'm, what am I trying to say? <laughs> not every I'm not episode. saying if you've listened to one episode before, you yeah. definitely know what I'm going to be talking about here. But if you've listened to, I would say probably any of the episodes where I have started talking about hey, here's where I'm feeling stuck. Here's where I'm sure. not sure what I want out of a situation or if what I want is possible out of the situation. Then you've heard Annalise ask a question 
that has made me go, oh, yeah, I didn't mm. realize that that's what I was doing. So if you've listened to, you know, let's say a few episodes, you may have caught one of these times where I brought up my barrier, setback, yeah. hold up, whatever. Yeah. And as Annalise asked me some questions to help clarify what was going on in me and then to also kind of like open up some more possibilities, you know, you've seen that asking questions like that, you've seen the impact that it has for me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And now maybe the the specific question that she would ask me didn't resonate with the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. But it still lets you see that the question itself and the way that like, I don't know, I feel Annalise, like you kind of approach situations with more possibility or like with the belief that there has to be more possibility. Sure. And so your questions are kind of geared that way. Mm-hmm. And um, it reminded me. So this is the second thing that I was Mm -hmm. thinking of while you were talking. Uh, When you were doing your coaching training, and so this has been, what was that, like five Five years ago? ago, Something like that. Yeah. Almost six. Yeah. Um, One of the things that they said, now, I don't really like, I'll have to explain this because I don't really agree exactly with what they were saying, but early, early on, they were saying as you're coaching, your specialty, or they didn't even really say it. That's my clarification. Mm-hmm. They said when you're coaching, you're not an expert in anything, mm-hmm. right? Like, so what, what they were trying to say yeah. was as a coach, you don't have to have run a business with 10 employees to work with a client who's running a business with 10 employees. You don't have to have five kids to work with a client who has five kids. Right. You don't have to have experienced infidelity to work with a client Mm -hmm. who's experiencing infidelity. Mm -hmm. What they were saying, what they didn't say, but what I like immediately filled in the blank because I'm like, okay, (laughs) we're training you in this thing and we're telling you, you're not an expert at anything. Right. 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 But what I realized early on is what coaching was was doing, what like this training was doing, was it really was making you an expert in yeah. asking questions. Yeah. And I noticed like in our in our relationship, mm-hmm. I noticed that the level of questions that you asked got a lot more insightful they got a lot better they got a lot like um like more helpful for you yeah more helpful I was gonna say cutting but I didn't mean it like the negative incisive I think is the word right Uh, I don't know if it's the right word but yeah but that felt like the question was coming from you get what I just told you you Mm. internalized it you processed it mm-hmm. and then you asked the question that instead of instead of kind of like allowing me 
to stay right where I am, Mm -hmm. to wallow or to, you know, do whatever. It was a question that was getting my current situation. Yeah. And then saying, okay, looking forward, let's ask this. Right. And so I just kind of, as you're talking about this right at the beginning, I just want to say I have personal experience from watching you asking me these questions Mm -hmm. and sometimes they're questions I didn't want to hear. Right. Sure. And sometimes they inspire answers that I didn't want to give. Yeah. But I'm better off for facing that stuff. I'm better off for knowing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've seen a lot more, a lot more possibilities than what I was picturing. Mm-hmm. Because once I kind of got in a track in my mind, mm-hmm. then I'm thinking, mm-hmm. okay, this happened, then this happened. So now I can project this, 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 this right. is all going to happen next. Right. And then you would come in with a question like, well, what if that future part didn't go that way? Right. And I'm like, what, what? do you mean? Of course it's going to go that way. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, but what if you could do something now mm-hmm. that would change where that trajectory, you know, or yeah. like, I'm not good at asking questions like you. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. even be able to come up with like the theoretical question you ask. Mm-hmm. But what I've found, and if people have been listening, you know, for, for a while, what they've found too, I'm sure, is that you have a way of asking these questions that open up and kind of force me and I know others mm-hmm. to realize that the future uh, realm of possibilities yeah. is way, way, way wider than yeah. the narrow field that I'm seeing. You yeah. know, yeah. I'm seeing like, okay, there's like, 10 possible outcomes here. They're all in this. Almost feel like when a horse has blinders on, right? Like I see that much of the world. It's a good analogy. And your question, let's say, opens up those blinders or takes half of it off, one off my right eye. Yeah. And I can see like, whoa, there's way more here, you know? (laughs) And so um, anyway, that's that's what I thought of as you were talking about the kind of intro and what we're talking about here yeah that totally applies and that's it's really humbling too to like hear that back because I mean we live together like you you are around me and have been around me as I've been changing and evolving since I got trained in this coaching yeah um way in the coaching structure and they call it the coaching conversation where basically it's it's structured so differently than what you think you've been doing. Like when you've helped people in the past. Yeah. Because a normal conversation, you tell me about something hard you're going through yep, and I go, wow, that's really hard. I'm sorry that you're going through that. Right. How does that feel? Right. And so like, I want to be there with you. Right. But the idea behind coaching is I want to be there for you. Yes. But I want it to be facing in a forward direction, right? It's like, right. It's like, and I've been learning, kind of refining it more. And what I need to say here too, is that part of the power of questions 
has been and me like learning how to ask better questions, better just being more helpful for the person I'm asking is because yeah, not like a formula of no right. adjective here, verb here. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> man. That stuff becomes less helpful, right? Because people aren't in cookie cutter situations and people aren't cookie cutter to each other. Yeah. Like we each need to feel seen and known. And that's the key of what a powerful question even is, is it makes you feel seen and known mm. while revealing there's more that's possible. So interesting. Right. Yeah. Because it's not a generic question that's going to make your brain kind of sit on the edge of its chair and kind of wake up a little bit. So can you, I, this might be putting you on the spot, right? <laughs> but like, yeah, let's say I'm feeling stuck yeah. in a situation right now. Let's say it's a, um, let's say it's a relationship, yeah. right? And I've had, I've had similar conflict with this person in the past. Sure. And so there's something that's kind of bubbling and I know, right, quote yeah. unquote, no, because of the past, like where this is going, what's going to happen next. Right. When I say what I say, I know, quote unquote, what they're going to say. Yes. And so the questions that I come up with to ask myself is like, how do I avoid this? Uh-huh. How do I kick this can down the road? Or how do I how do I address this and try to have it go different than it's gone before? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are like the level of questions that I've found myself capable of. Sure. But what are some questions? And this is where I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. What are some questions that are like opening up the more possibilities of it that you would ask? Well, first of all, it's in, this is where it gets really interesting because the power of questions in it increases as you allow yourself to ask different questions to yourself your right. questions become more powerful as you grow in the type of questions you're even giving the time to to okay. ask in yourself right so some ways to give it a little more time or to look at it from a different angle are to see what assumptions am i already making here okay I'm assuming so I'm, I'm assuming the future is going to be like the past. I'm assuming there's going to be the same conflict, same dynamic. Yeah. It's fine if I realize I'm assuming these things because it probably will, quote unquote, go okay. that way. Yeah. That's fine. But I just need to see where I'm making assumptions okay. off the bat. So part of asking yourself, and there's a lot of ways to ask yourself like slightly more powerful, slightly more effective questions. Yeah. But this is just one angle. So giving yourself the time to dig in a little deeper and say like, yeah, what am I assuming that I'm going to feel yeah. around this person? Um, and also like, what am I assuming that they're thinking or that they'll respond with? Okay. And I love this question too. Um, what do I think contributes to that outcome? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So sit with that for a second, because for some reason that feels really different to me. That generates a different idea in me than if I were to say, well, why do I think it'll turn out that way? Sure. 
So why do I think it'll turn out that way is sort of like that level one yeah. kind of question. But what contributes to that outcome? What contributes to that result? That's like a different, that brings up some different thoughts for me yeah. specifically. Yeah. And what am I and they feeling? Yeah. Right? What am I assuming that yeah. I'm going to feel? What do I assume they feel? Yeah. Right. So this gets a little bit into um, something that we've talked about before, mainly in the people pleasing episodes. But this is where we notice how when you're talking about a relationship, how can I sort of troubleshoot and figure out a different way for this to go with this person? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, wa- I don't want the conflict to stay the same in this relationship. Right. Right. Yeah. So part of it is, what am I assuming about this person's feelings or their responses? What do I assume they think about me, about what we normally get hung up on, the thing I don't want to repeat, right? right? That's, that's actually very, very telling because level one is sort of, what can I change to make this go different? Right. Okay. So. But if I don't know what I'm assuming. Yeah. Then. That's a thing that I'm going in. That's a thing that's already informing my actions with this person. Right. But I probably haven't looked into that yet because what I'm assuming is usually behind the scenes. Yeah. So I need okay. to bring that in front of the scenes. That's like a level two. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Then do you, do you get back to, okay, now I've addressed what I'm assuming. Then do I ask again what you it's called that level one question? Of and what can I change to make it go different? Yeah, and this if, really helps too. Okay. Um, I don't know if this will speak to what you're just about to say, but you can say it. Yeah. Obviously, too. When you give your brain a specific action or a specific thing you're looking to tweak, when you keep it really simple and defined, you'll feel a lot more access to it, versus okay. saying. There's something I need to change. I just, sure. what do I need to change even yeah. is a really big question when you yeah. sit with that. That makes sense. Right? I'm, I'm wondering too if I did myself and maybe the conversation a disservice because I'm not, I'm not thinking of an actual real life situation. Oh, sure. And so it's, I'm like, well, how could I think about these second level questions, yeah, right? Because yeah. I'm like, what am I assuming? A, these second level questions in a hypothetical yeah, situation. Yeah, I'm like, well, I guess I yeah. got to put somebody in there, right? And put yeah. a situation or I can't like imagine yeah. some of those assumptions. But it's actually kind of telling for me that I, in a situation like that, yeah. where there's been a previous conflict, weirdness, whatever. Yeah kind of no matter who it is, no matter what it was, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, well, how that went before is how that's going to go next yes, time. Because right? they're them and I'm me yeah. and that just doesn't work. That same dynamic, we're all bringing it to the table, yep. but I don't, you know, I don't stop and think, okay, well, they're, they're wired this way. I'm wired this way. Oh, I brought that up when I was in the middle of focusing on something else 
and I wasn't really fully present, yeah, right? Like, sure. I, I don't think about that stuff. I just go, right. conflict, that's in that category, you know? Yeah. Me and them, conflict. Me and this other person, conflict. Yes. Okay, got it. And I, like, to not, you know, those are, I guess that would kind of fit in the category of some of the assumptions, right? Yeah. Of, like, okay. Exactly. I'm assuming we both were at our best that day, right? Yeah. And I'm assuming that's the that's the top of the possible yes. outcomes. You're assuming that's the best it could go. Yeah. That's best case scenario. Without yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but without doing any of these evaluating questions. Yeah, and then I don't once do start, I don't do the evaluating questions. Mm-hmm. I do try to think about like like what what happened there? Yeah, like what do they want? Okay, so this is where I'm going to pause you. Yeah. Cuz you also said before like you were like, well, they're this kind of person, they're yeah. kind of and then you just said now well, what am I thinking? I'm thinking kind of what do they want? And I just want to pause on that kind of angle yeah. toward helping helping a relational dynamic get better. Um, sometimes, sometimes we have some information there. It is helpful to consider the other person that we're dealing with. Right. It's helpful to consider the, the differences that might be showing up in this conflict, you know. Um, but when it comes to what do they want, that's where it gets really, it gets kind of muddy again for our minds because we don't know what they want. Sure. We don't, we don't live in their heads. And unless we're planning, which I like to bring this up in coaching conversations too, unless you're planning to have a conversation where you are asking them questions to clarify, hey, are we on the same page? Because I realize I think you want this. Is that what you want? Mm. Unless you're planning to have those direct conversations where they're actually the ones supplying you that information, you're going to remain in a muddy, vague place where sure. you can't know. Because I have keep about you stabbing around 5% in the dark. of all the info available. Yeah. And I'm like. And some of that's based on assumptions. Yeah. And I might yeah. end up. See, that's what traps me is. I do think I'm pretty good at figuring that stuff out, right? Right. And so, like, we'll have it pretty frequently where, like, we'll be talking about something and you'll be like, oh, I don't know. I don't care. And I'll be like, like, actually, I I think think this is what you want. (laughs) And I think this is why. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I think that is true. Yeah. And, like, I understand we're married, so that's different. Right. But I do, you know... There was a recent situation where we were trying to figure out someone else. Actually, I can think of a couple trying to figure out someone else's behavior and try to figure out like, okay, what's the best way forward? Yeah. And we didn't have a lot of info to go on. Yeah. And I figured out what was going on and we moved forward with that being the assumption. Yeah. And it worked out really good, you know, those two times. But I'm not thinking of probably the other times I thought I had figured out what was going on Part and of it, it didn't go good, right? A true, very true. Um, but part of it that made that work out was you were figuring out more of what you thought 
and what you authentically wanted to choose about that interaction. Okay. And that so is it, that's it was within also your control. Kind of matched up with what I wanted. Yes. Interesting. So if you get more certain about what you think, if you're going to share your opinion, your emotions are not going to feel so unsteady. Mm. Yeah. If you get that more sure, right, about what you're going to contribute and why, yeah. you're not as worried about, I wonder how they'll take this. Sure. You're like, no, I, I've thought it through. I have based it on who I think they are and that kind of thing. But yeah. I've also really evaluated why I want to say something and what that something is that I want to say. Mm-hmm. And I feel really strong about it. So I'm going to do that. That helps bring your emotion back down. And not make it so feel so unsteady to offer that. Yeah. Because you've done everything you can control, barring having a conversation, asking them what, sure. if they want this information or not, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's what's interesting about that. That is interesting. And questions kind mm. of got you there. It's like, I have to ask myself questions if I'm going to know why I think there's so much on the line here when it comes to this person. What is the conflict for me? Right. What's the missing piece for me? What do I wish they would see more of? Like, and then when I kind of get curious, like I even have, I have kind of three points. This is the first point. Three points of like why questions help your state of mind. Yeah. Because what you're talking about, like any issue we're going to run into, whether it's relational or a decision we're trying to make for work, maybe that feels sort of high risk or sure. um, even choices we make around the house. The future, right? Yeah. Cause they all, <laughs> yeah. they all actually do. Yeah. yeah. There are no decisions that we make that don't involve us realizing it's going to impact something in the future. Hmm. We either realize it on a low key I'm level. I'm going to sit with that for a minute because I, zero. I don't agree when I first hear you say it, <laughs> but then it's like, yeah, eh, maybe that's what life, that's like what life's I, big uncertainties are about. They're about decisions. Yeah. Which is weird to think about I'm it just, that way. You know, but I'm wired to helpful. just poke holes in theories. And so I'm thinking like, yeah, I get excited for that. Okay. For me choosing <laughs> life cereal over Raisin Bran cereal. Da-da. How is that me <laughs> predicting the future? But I guess it sort of is predicting when that first spoonful hits my mouth. Yes. What am I going to want to taste? Right. I don't know. Just sit with it. Just allow it. All right. (laughs) But that's kind of why I picked um, to look at questions as a tool in this um, lens of like how it helps your state of mind. Because I think we could all use that no matter what we're working through, what situation we're in. um, I think this is where questions really shine. And where I've had to really learn to sit with difficult situations, sit with myself in really trapping, desperate feeling situations. Yeah. And okay, this brings back to what you were talking about earlier of like, what you're like, what I want to do is really help somebody feel like they're not alone when they're feeling desperate and stuck and hurting. And I want that too. And what I realize that questions help with is you don't have to be ready to take action on all the possibilities, but if you picture yourself sitting where you're at in your hurt or your desperate or your stuckness, 
if you're sitting on the floor, the room probably feels really, really small. Sure. And it might even feel like it's actively closing in on you. Yeah. Like there's a fear there. Yeah. And there's a desperation there, you know, when we're hurting and when we're stuck. And you've actually helped me a lot to exercise my muscle of staying present longer, which has helped me a ton develop this question asking thing, like from a more helpful perspective. And it helps with my clients too. Yeah. But if you picture yourself sitting in this room, right? Even if you're not ready to move forward, you would like to feel like the walls are a comfortable space away from you. For sure. You would like to feel like you're at least sitting in a more spacious place. And you have, because that implies that you have the freedom to be where you are for as long as you need. And that's what asking questions for possibility can mean when you're in the middle of stuck or hurt and you're not really ready to move forward yet. But if you allow those blinders to drop, yeah, it just kind of gives you the sensation of maybe just now you're sitting in a field. Doesn't have to be a beautiful field. It just, it's allowed to be spacious. Sure. There's, there's or, more space than you expect. Right. Yeah. That to me is kind of how it helps your state of mind yeah. is it helps you in your surroundings. Because if we feel like things are closing in on us, we will automatically have less ideas We'll picture less possibility. We'll think we have less options. And we'll feel actively cut off from resources that we, we need. Yeah. But what what's I'm, true is that you always have something you need. Yeah. That's always true. Maybe it's not the solution. And oftentimes it's not the solution. Let's sure, just be honest. Sure. It's not the answer, but you always have something you need. And that's what questions are for. Yeah. I I was just thinking while you were talking about that, like if somebody was like just received a a really upsetting health diagnosis or somebody like needs someone to come visit them in the hospital, that's like where I thrive, right? Like I'm, I'm good being there with right in the meantime like yeah i don't know in the meantime but in the immediate response to something yeah and then like maybe let's say the next day then then you're the person that they want to be with because Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna be like we're here this is really hard Mm -hmm. wow oh this is tough yeah and you're like after that's happened for an appropriate amount of time, yeah, right? Right. Then you're like ready to come and say, yeah, all those things are true. Yep. They're not the only things that are true. And, and so here right. are some here are some ways that I want to help you to see the bigger picture a little bit, right? Here are some ways that you, like this is kind of how I start it. There are some things inside of you that you want to be different. Yeah. That's how yeah. you know the world is a bigger place. And and let me and just those say those are the questions that we yeah. start to go to then, yeah. Let me say this isn't on topic of questions, but I think we've both tried to do our way of comfort yeah, to each, to each other, other at the wrong time. <laughs> yes, right? totally. And so I'm, I'm like, like, yeah. <laughs> I come to you and I'm like, 
oh, you're ready to like sit in this and to hurt with it. Like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, no, that is not what I need. Right, right. You I'm like, what? no, I'm already getting stuck. Okay, let's <laughs> yeah. let's open this up. This this these walls. Like, let's get them further yeah. away from me a little here. And then the opposite. Yeah. Like, right. I'm I'm like I'm right, ready to go. sit and be hurt. <laughs> right. In something. Right. And you're like. And what about all these other possibilities? It's not always going to be like this. Right. And I'm like, and you're like stop. Chill. It is like this. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you know, and it's so interesting. Yeah, that, it like, is interesting. Those, those uh, approaches are perfect for the right situation. Right. Right. And it's like when they're applied in the wrong situation, then it's not, it's not only not perfect, it's like kind of insulting or something right you're like no that's not what I need you know so that's actually interesting because this again is where questions really shine yeah if I were to ask you which I have learned to do a lot more frequently if I were to ask you what would be helpful for you right now yeah that's your dude that's that's one of the questions (laughs) I was trying to get you to say earlier yeah yeah that kind of question you ask those things and then I'm like, oh, okay. Right. Like, I wasn't thinking about that. Right. I was thinking about the who, what, when, where, why. Yeah. Right? And, like, that's all I could think of. Or I might be projecting here, but, or you might be thinking of the helplessness that you feel, not the fact that you could be helped. Sure. sure. So, like, just even asking, you know, what, what kind of thing would help you right now? reminds your brain oh I'm I might not be doing this on my own right oh right if I wasn't doing this on my own what would I ask for yeah what would I start to rely on because it it's getting underneath that mounting pressure I kind of put here too it's helping you let go like that question when I ask you that what would help you right now it helps me let go of responsibility for you Oh, interesting. And it helps me treat you like the adult you want to feel like when you're hurting or frustrated or in a trapped position. You want to feel effectual. Sure. So if I ask you to lead me in helping you, that will help you feel effectual and like yeah. the adult. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I want you to be the adult. I don't want to be indispensable to you. Right. I want to help you in the way you lead me to help you yeah anyway isn't that interesting it is yeah and what's interesting like I've been thinking about what you were saying there about the um the idea of if I'm feeling kind of trapped in the helplessness of the situation um if you hear a little scraping that's just Russell's got a little toy yeah he's trying to pick a toy out of his toy box he's our dog do we have to say so that every time probably I, yeah just in case <laughs> you know so i don't know hopefully it won't be too distracting yeah. but when you were saying about the feeling kind of trapped in the helplessness yeah i realized my experience is that i do feel helpless in those moments mm. but it's because I'm thinking of the circumstances, like I said, the who, what, when, where, why. Yeah. I'm thinking of all the factual parts of the thing. Okay. 
So I'm not sitting there saying, I feel so helpless. Right. I just don't even like. You're not conscious that you're feeling that way. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I am conscious that I'm, I'm feeling helpless. Okay. But I'm not sitting there thinking, I'm helpless. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. I'm thinking, what's my solution here? Right. I don't see one. What's my, well, how about if I, no, I still don't see it. So I yeah. feel helpless, but I'm not, it's not because I'm saying I am helpless. Right. right. It's because I'm like, you're trying stymied, and it's not working, you know? Sure. And I, it feels like that's a different thing. Right. I agree with you to feel. And that is based a little bit on, and Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm taking this from the experience you just described. Yeah. But that's what happens. That's how we feel. We feel helpless when we're trying to troubleshoot what we could change or what the solution is, mainly based on things we can't control or change. Sure. So when you're doing the who, what, yeah. where, when, why, yeah. is the who typically reminded. the other person or is the who typically you? Or is it well, a combo? I, think, I, don't, I don't know that I mean that literally as much as just like I'm assessing the situation, yeah. right? And I'm trying to think about it from all these different angles. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the situation is the situation. Yeah. And so the times when I can't figure something out, yeah. you know, what's, what's so weird about like a lot of the things that we end up talking about here? Yeah is like it maybe makes it sound like this is just happening all the time, right? Oh, sure, yeah. Where like, well, yesterday I felt helpless because of this. The day <laughs> before then, I felt helpless because like, of this. And I got really anxious because I wasn't productive. And you'd yeah. think that was happening every yeah. single day of my life. And it's like, that's not the yeah. case. But right. these are patterns that we run into yes and, and this I go, is the work it takes yes. when we do feel these ways. and I'm saying yes. like yeah. if I'm realistic I can probably project that the next big issue that I run into in my life is gonna be I look at the circumstances and even though the last 20 times I figured out a way forward my next big issue is going to be I look at the circumstances yeah. and I can't figure out the way forward. Yeah. Or I, my anxiety is building and I can't figure out how to dissipate it. Right. Yes. Those yeah. are kind of my two things that like, that's what I'm going to be facing. That's my next yeah. big problem. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. So right? this is a power question. You don't have to answer this, but okay. this is where I would ask it. Okay. Why is that a problem? Sure. Why is it a problem to not have the answer or not be able to troubleshoot something at some point? Right. Right. And and like while I'm sitting here, mm -hmm. it's not. I'm not mm -hmm. like worried about the next time it's going to come right. up. I'm just saying that's kind of the weirdness about. I agree. Being just two people in conversation mm -hmm. and talking about a bunch of different topics. Yeah. And talking about them from the perspective of our lives. Yeah, you right, know, right. I'm like, right. Here, I just, as our I lives was are a never-ending example of yeah. how all the bad things that can happen. Like, just as I was saying yeah, it, like, I was it. like, 
man, it sounds like my life is just in shambles. So this is actually a really good, yeah. I mean, well, it is sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And so is mine sometimes. But I hope for the listener, like, I hope that you're kind of maybe even chuckling along. Um, The reason that we bring up these topics, and I know that it doesn't necessarily need this, but I think it's helpful. The reason that we bring up these topics and that they we repeat certain ideas and there's like a thread that goes through a lot of these episodes. Um, and there's our own life experiences. The reason that we're sharing those examples is because this is stuff that can happen any given day. Yeah. And these are the things that can make us feel the most derailed over time. Hmm. And when I say us, I'm not talking about you and me, Alan, I'm talking about human beings. Everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If we're all honest with ourselves, it's not the biggest issues that are the things that like recur and kind of haunt us and kind of, you know, there are some big things that do do that. For sure. But for most of us too, most of the work of doing this, doing any kind of personal growth or having any kind of a goal that like, man, I, I hope I can just generally feel better about myself and in my life. This is the work it takes. Yeah. Yeah. With the mundane stuff, the stuff that just happens the stuff that makes you feel stuck not that it's going on all the time yeah it's that you and i the way that we want to be interacting with our growth is to be upfront, put it on the table talk about it sure and we've found that to be the most effective helpful way because we don't like to get stuck in spirals or patterns either but being a human being comes with common experiences yeah. of frustration and getting stuck yeah. and feeling helpless and then digging back out again. Yeah. And this is what the digging back out takes, you know? So, so okay. Yeah. So, so that's the benefit. The question that you asked was, yes. why is that a problem? Why is that a problem? And what I, what I was trying to get at is sitting here right now, it's not a problem. That sure. I'm eventually going to run into a situation that kind of stymies me. I feel helpless. Well, what I meant is but why is I'm getting there, stymied a problem? Right. That's what I meant. Yeah. That, like sometimes when yeah. I get asked questions that are so, like that, that's so obvious to me why that's a problem that I don't even know how to answer you. What would you say? What would you say? Let's like I genuinely don't know how to answer you. Like if if that isn't a problem for you. Oh, I'm not saying it's not a problem. No, 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 no. I'm just saying Okay. Then I (laughs) I just want to be clear about that. I can't relate to the point that I don't even have a response to like bring you on the journey of like, well, here's why that's a problem. Do you know what I'm saying? So this is this is what makes that powerful to even answer in yourself. Sometimes it feels so obvious. Well, because when you get stymied, you're stymied. You don't have an option, right? Yeah. That's kind of what you would say probably, right? Sure, sure. It's like, well, obviously that would be a problem to not have any options. And in addition, it's an interesting perspective you can have right now picturing that. You're not in it, but you can say, "Ah, I know how that feels to be in it. And yeah, that's a problem. But right now, you can also see there could be a couple different perspectives of how to handle a thing. There could be 
different questions that might strike you different depending on whatever the context is for being stymied. Like if somebody knew the situation. I'm so annoyed right now. I know. <laughs> and that's. I can't wait till the next time you're having a hard time and I'll be like, why is that a problem? No, I'm just kidding. Do you know what I'm saying though? I, you don't even have to go there now I because sort of, if you're not ready, the question isn't helpful. And maybe that's what it is. Yes. But I think that that's part of because it. Because like. I sort of get what you're saying, but it feels like asking why you're, you're okay. asking that question about something that is not as high stakes for me as the thing. No. Oh, okay. in general, as the things that I would say I feel stymied about. Like for me, I I'm see. not just going to throw out mean. like. Well, I don't know if I should read a book today or if right. I should go to the beach. I feel stymied. You <laughs> no, know, it's like I get you. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about like okay. Yeah. This this decision is going to affect a lot of stuff. Right. And it's going to affect it's like on a right affecting career, affecting yeah. um relationship, affecting you know, yes. like income that is important to have right okay so and so to be mm -hmm. stymied in those things yes that's that's the things I'm thinking of yeah and so you're like why is that a problem and I'm like yeah "Uh, I like if you don't see that then I don't know how to tell you so part of it is perspective is to feel that you understand your own perspective like in my coaching sessions too I'm not asking this because I'm curious why they think something's a problem. Sure. I'm asking the question and sometimes I'll ask it different. Like it might even sit different if I asked it more like, what are the problematic things about this for you? That feels completely different. Okay. That feels like a, Love it. not even the same universe of questions. Love this because that's the heart of it. Yeah. It's, let me look again at this and look at what the data is that I'm working with because my brain is already putting together a story and it's just more helpful to me if I know what that is. Sure. Right. So, so you earlier, were you trying to say, yes, identify the problems with that? Yes. What about this makes that a problem? Yeah. Interesting. Cause your face was, was like, why is any of that a problem? That was the question I thought you were asking. And that's interesting. And this is what I love about this, right? Questions. You are allowed to play with the language of it, to play with, you know, you're allowed to ask me like you just did. (laughs) You know what I mean? If anybody asks you a question, you can ask them, what did you mean by that? You know, we don't have to like go there if it doesn't feel quite right. But to understand that your brain will give you more ideas and better ideas if you have more information, that's the point of the question. So I'm glad we clarified this. Yeah. Especially for you too, the listener. Like, it might not have hit you that way when I asked Alan that. Yeah. But if it hit him that way, it's really key that I find a different way to ask. Sure. And that he communicates right. to me. Because hey, your goal was to I'll- ask me. Right. A meaningful question for me, for not your to ask sake. the question you had written down on your paper. Exactly. You know, for your sake. Yeah. And this is yeah. what we were talking about in the very beginning. Sure. The point of a powerful question or questions as a tool 
is that when you ask a person a question, it's for them to feel seen and known. Yeah. Not for you to just get information. Yeah. Because the point too for coaching specifically, um, the questions that a coach is supposed to ask are questions that help the client learn who they are more and understand better what framework they're going by yeah. in the situation that they're in. What assumptions are they making? That kind of thing. This isn't for the sake of the coach that the client is answering questions. Yeah. It's for the sake of the client. And if the client doesn't feel in the driver's seat there, you know, there's some finagling sure. and some language choices yeah. that need to be figured out. So just yeah. kind of interesting. Thank you for being yeah. willing to pivot with that. I, yeah. I know that that was. That's so crazy. So you were yeah. not asking me, are you sure that's a bad thing? Oh, no. That's what mm -mm. I thought you were asking. And that's why I'm sitting yeah. here like, what are you saying? Why like, is that a problem? No. <laughs> what makes that a problem? Sure. You know, what's what's what a problem thing, about that? What is the problem with yeah. that? Yeah. Yes. Not, are you sure that it actually is a problem? No. That's Not what I was sure. confused. I was so confused. Like, I get that. that why would, would that be a question? Right You're now? like, A through Z, that's not <laughs> helpful. Come on. <laughs> For anyone. I'm not even in the middle of something. I'm annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, that's good. Um, but that, that was kind of key. Language yeah. is super important. And getting clear on that is really important. And it makes your brain shift different. Yeah. You know? Um, so... That's another thing that that using questions as a tool, both for yourself and in relationships, um, you know, it just kind of increases your openness a little bit. It helps you be move a little bit more out of distrust and into trust mm. because the act of sort of collaborating, you know, and when you're asking and answering questions with another person, you're you're sharing perspectives. Yeah. You know. And um, that's a collaboration. And I think that f feeling that you're contributing and that you're gaining an understanding of somebody else's perspective, I think feeling that collaboration really does help build trust. And trust is something that makes us feel steadier anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying before, um, the ways that questions help your state of mind in the moment are they help you, number one is they help you move from desperate or like you have to prove something to being more curious and open. Because if you're asking a question, you're helping your brain not just sit back on an assumption and feel stuck in an assumption. You're helping your brain ask, what more is there? And honestly, the live example that you just saw of me yeah. thinking the question was one thing I felt really trapped and I mm. felt really right. I was really not feeling good, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then to realize, oh no, the question was actually this instead. Like it did feel like it yeah. opened things and it did feel like it created possibility mm. instead of feeling, you know, like, yeah. What? You know, yeah. it was like, right. oh, there's, there's more here. Right. You know? Right. That's good. That's what it's supposed to do. And you got to ask me, that isn't what you meant. Right. Yeah. And I got to then answer that. So you even opened the door a little to say, like, I'm 
you know, I, I, I'd like there to be a different meaning here. Yeah. Like, is that what you meant? Right. So that's good. Um, the second reason that it helps your state of mind is, um, like I said a little bit before, is it moves you out of distrust into more trust. Mm-hmm. And the distrust, think about what you're doing when you feel distrustful. You know? For me, I kind of tend to start to withdraw. Mm. I start yep. to isolate a little bit. Yep. I get kind of short probably with my like responses. Yeah. Not short like like a like abrupt like that but i don't feel the need to explain anything or you know um so i start to withdraw that way and like i was saying before about collaboration um when i'm asking someone else to give me some of their perspective i'm taking some of that weight off of me like i have to trust them my brain is assuming I have to trust them. So I automatically isolate because I don't feel like I can trust them. Wait, say that again. So when I'm in distrust, yeah. I don't trust them. Okay. But my brain is like, if you contribute anything else here, you have to trust them. But when I'm asking them to share something, to contribute their perspective, I still have a choice. It yeah. puts me back in choice. Okay, okay. Not like they have to prove themselves, but more sure. like I don't have to take this at face value. It gives I can you continue. more, like you can get more yes. reason to trust them. Yes. Sort, as you hear, oh, yeah. this is your perspective. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of what I just agree happened with me I too. agree, right? Like, yeah. I don't know how much people could tell from my tone or my responses, mm. but like, I was like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I could. You know? I could tell. You could tell yeah. from my face, I'm sure. Like, why I are you tell. asking that? Oh and what, like, yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to you about this right now. Yeah. You know, because I'm like, yeah. you're, you took my moment of being vulnerable and like mm. body slammed me mm. instead of wow. helped me. You know, yeah. that's what it, that's a big, like yeah. when I thought you were saying, are you sure that's a bad thing? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to talk to you about this. Right. I don't trust that you're trying to help me. You know, right. like, it's interesting. It is interesting. And that for you to be able to trust me more, you needed to allow me to answer the question. Yeah, the more conversation. Because- <laughs> wow, sorry. <laughs> I was holding Russell for a while because he's so antsy. Yeah. I put him down and now he's... Right back at this thing again. Anyway. So, right. Like, that was a live, like, example of how the question could have been and was, it was not stated the way that made that kind of sense to you, the sense I was trying to make of it. It was not stated that way. Right. But in order for me to have another shot to try that, you needed to build that bridge back to me and allow me to answer your question. Yeah. Did you mean this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what's so key. That's why I think it's so important to see using questions as a tool to help you get into a better state of mind. It can look like that. It can look like, Hey, I'm going to offer the bridge for this person to come back to me. I don't have to trust right now, but if I'm going to trust, I want to, 
try, they need to give me a little more info. Sure. Right. Sure. And that helps to like offer the collaboration instead of this means what I think it means. And man, I just can't believe it. And then there's no way for either one of you to get a, get a different kind of perspective kind of added yeah. to that situation, yeah. that experience. Yeah. And when we talked before about how stuckness makes you feel like you don't have any space around you. Yep. Again, if you're building a bridge, it gives you a little more space without having to commit and like trust fully yet. Right. You don't have to do that yet. Yeah. Yeah. You can make it safer feeling. And then the third thing, the final thing of why questions um, as a tool can really help your state of mind is it can help move you from that need to control to giving yourself permission to let go and kind of allow a more expansive perspective or allow there to be more options than you think. Okay. Can you expand on that a little bit? Like the, the control part, what is that? What does that mean? So for me, usually that comes up with whenever it like relates to, um, well, kind of like what we were talking about before, trying to be able to tell what the outcome is going to be. Okay. Okay. So it's either that usually or relationship dynamics with other people. Sure. Like I need to know they're going to answer this way. Yeah. I need to know they'll get it. It needs to go a certain way in relationship with them. Okay. Yes. Okay. So say that one again. So asking questions helps to shift my state of mind away from needing control okay and more into giving myself permission to just let go and allow myself to contribute what i know okay okay more so expanding can my, i can i clarify yes in the past like you've talked about uh being attached to a certain outcome yeah is that what you're talking about with the control thing it's very similar okay. to that okay. yes so it kind of lets me yep. not fixate on one outcome, yeah. but instead think about there's all these possibilities. Yes. It lets we'll you. We'll see what happens. Yes. I don't know where we're headed here, but I know right. I've been in situations before that were uncertain. Yep. I've moved forward and then figured it out from there. Kinda, yes, kinda exactly. Okay. Because then... You're not holding yourself hostage based on how much control you perceive that you have. Sure. Then if you ask questions, because again, asking questions wakes your brain up. It wakes your brain up in a different way. When you're being told something, your brain kind of takes a back seat and is like, all right, I guess I'm either just receiving this or I'm not supposed to rely on what I know. But when you're being asked a question, your brain kind of engages and kind of comes to the edge of its seat a little bit. And that's what it does here Mm. is it allows you to engage in uncertain things and in an uncertain situation because you're not holding yourself hostage by needing control. Mm. You're now like just stepping in, you're letting go of the pressure to now that you don't have to control, now you're free to try different things or experiment in different ways or gather just different kinds of information. Yeah. Interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So this was kind of an interesting one. Um, You know, questions, obviously, they help so much and it helps. What I love about questions is how accessible it is as a tool. Hmm. Um, And to think about it as a tool has been so helpful to me because when I'm doing this inner work for myself or when I'm encouraging clients to do that inner work, 
for themselves of like just being aware of where they're at or paying attention to their thoughts more. Asking yourself a question, seeing that as a tool you can kind of pull out of your tool belt and use for yourself throughout your day. Um, that just makes it so practical and so accessible. It's just a very simple thing you can do that has really powerful benefits. So And it's yeah. And it's like this this would be a good starting point for someone who like what was it you were saying looks at level one questions is that yeah. what you were calling it yeah i don't know if that's a, a term or it's just not a term of at the all. way you were thinking it's kind about of the it. way we were yeah. starting to talk about okay, it so yeah, that did yeah. kind of make sense but it okay so if you're kind of like more like me you look at a situation and then you're evaluating the circumstances yeah and then kind of taking the situation and saying okay i need to make my assessment yeah and then i need to think through it from every angle so I can get an outcome that I want. Yeah. Right. And I would even kind of obviously like a lot of life is that right. Like we want to take the circumstances we have and try to make, make it into an outcome that we want. Yeah. Um, but when you're so in that mode, you're missing asking the questions about, you know, can you remind like about the assumptions that we're making? Yes. What What are you assuming is going to happen? Okay. What are you assuming you're going to feel? Okay. How are you assuming it will go? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then that level two question is kind of like, what is the outcome that I would want or the outcome that I would want more? Yeah. And what would contribute to that outcome? Okay. What yep. could contribute? Sure. I even like those things yeah. better yeah. than would or is or yeah, whatever. Okay. That makes sense. Because you're trying to help yourself experiment. That's what life is about. Yeah. If life is mainly about decision making, then your state of mind when you're making decisions is going to be really important. Like that's where you get to shore up and help yourself feel supported and safe. Because yeah. when you feel safe making a decision, you're typically not feeling safe because you're 100% certain about the outcome, it's more because you're very certain about what you think and what you're deciding. Sure. The reason you're deciding what you're deciding. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of what questions help you with. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And I just kind of yeah. wanted to bring up that. No, that's good. The, how to take the next step reminder so at the sense. very end. Because I, yes. I think that probably... I don't know if I'm in the minority or majority of people who kind of doesn't ask those second level next layer questions, yeah. you know, but I'm, I'm sure there's people listening who are in the same spot. Yeah, you know? I'm sure too. And I just wanted to kind of end on that reminder of, okay, so here's what our kind of homework is moving forward right like and check when you're when you're afraid to ask the level two questions like just noticing yourself it's very normal that your brain only wants to ask level one questions because it's sort of only naturally trying to find what's missing trying to find what the problem is trying to find you know and that's kind of based on fear and level two questions are trying to help you get curious about the fear not feel controlled by it Mm. yeah so that could be a whole nother episode really but 
But notice that that's totally normal and just catch wherever the fear is or or wherever the stuck is about maybe why you're avoiding asking level two questions. Right. It might not be that you don't know what the level two question would be, right? Like, well, what would help me dig in deeper? Oh, I just don't, I just don't want to feel sure digging in deeper. Sure. That was me. Yeah. And it it still is me if I'm not doing this consciously. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because my brain doesn't want to go to, hey, what's possible? Because I'll start to get fearful about, well, how would I work that out or how would that help? So you're, okay. So you're letting those of us like me know Mm -hmm. as you start practicing this, it's not just a matter of knowing the questions. Next, your next level problems are going to be that you're going to run into, I don't want to delve into that next level question. Right, right. But I'm saying, that'll be the, like, the next, uh, hurdle that we'll run mm-hmm. into right first is learning them second is going to be giving yourself permission them, you know yeah. to meet that resistance okay. because okay. the resistance when that happens something that really does help me to repeat to myself is i have permission already sure i just need to give it to myself yeah yeah i'm allowed to ask this question i'm allowed to look at this a different way i haven't even decided yet right that's the right. beautiful thing about it right yeah When you allow yourself to ask more questions, you will feel more fluid and effective as you. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of what I hoped the main takeaway would be. And for those of you who are listening, like it's because questions position your brain to both help other people and be helped in ways that are way more fluid and effective. Yeah. Yeah. And we need that in this life. Yeah. Because of so many things that are uncertain. Right. So, yeah. Thinking about questions as a tool hopefully helps this feel more accessible to do mm-hmm. and gives you maybe a sprinkling of like more ideas of what would help you grow past where you might have been. Yeah. Um, I just want to read this super quick. I made myself a little word dump um, of all the things that questions make me feel and feel like I have access to. And I think it's kind of inspiring. So I'll yeah. just read it all together. Questions bring you curiosity, openness, learning, expanding, building a bridge, perspective sharing, letting go of responsibility for the other person, releasing your need for control, increasing your trust, solution finding, and peace. Nice. So yeah, um, thanks for talking about this with me and for going there and yeah, for the listener, if if anything that you heard today kind of hits home for you and you want some more like it, go ahead and visit my link at www.linktree.com backslash Coach Annalise. That's A-N-N-A-L-I-E-S-E. And um, in that link, too, you're going to find a button that you can schedule a free chat with me. It's an hour long. Um, it's where you can ask any questions about maybe coaching with me if you have any questions about that. But what it's mainly for is for you to kind of lay out what your situation is. And I get to really help you then learn a little bit about you and you get to learn more practical things of what you can do in the situation that will hopefully help you feel less anxious and more on purpose, you know, and um, that's my hope for you. And I just really hope that you live today more the ways that you want to. And we look forward to seeing you next time.